Welcome to Small Biz Brainiac, providing employer intelligence that helps you navigate the regulatory landscape and keep you on course running the business you love. Here's your host, Thomas Rock Lindsay. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 127, More Paid Sick Leave. I'm your host, Robert Attridge, and this is the podcast that delivers employer intelligence two days each week in a short 7-10 to minute episode. My co-host, Thomas Rock Lindsay, delivers the Tuesday show, and I deliver the Thursday show each and every week. On last week's episode, I discussed the Washington, D.C. paid leave law with you. Well, today I wanted to continue on with the mandatory paid leave topic as it continues to be a hot item across the United States. Again, we have covered this topic in a few past episodes, so if you've missed them, please go back and listen to episode 46, episode 102, and also last week's episode of 125. I wanted to stay with this topic because there are some developments in the paid sick leave ordinance that has been in effect for Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and also there's a new paid sick leave ordinance for Georgia employers. So let's start with the Pittsburgh ordinance. The city of Pittsburgh had passed the paid sick days ordinance back in 2015. This ordinance would require employers to provide any employee working within the city limits one hour of paid sick leave for every 35 hours worked by the employee. So if you do the math, that works out to approximately 60 hours of paid sick leave over the course of a year for a full-time employee. Well, an alliance of business groups challenged this ordinance stating that the city didn't have the authority under the state law to enact the paid sick leave law. The business groups claim that under the state laws of Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh is considered a home rule charter municipality. And, according to the law, a municipality which adopts a home rule charter shall not determine duties, responsibilities, or requirements placed on businesses, occupations, and employers except as expressly provided by the statutes which are applicable in every part of this commonwealth or which are applicable to all municipalities or to a class or classes of municipalities. And based on this definition, a trial court ruled in favor of the business groups. But the city of Pittsburgh challenged that ruling. And earlier this month, in a 6-1 to ruling, the Pennsylvania Commonwealth Court upheld the 2015 trial court ruling stating that the city of Pittsburgh did not have the authority to enact this legislation. Therefore, the Pittsburgh Paid Sick Days Ordinance has been deemed unenforceable. The lone dissenting judge, Judge Joseph M. Cosgrove, stated that this case involves an effort to protect health and safety. That indeed is what municipalities are for. In exercise of the political power to do so, the present ordinance was enacted. If the people of Pittsburgh disagree with this action, they will address their dissatisfaction through the political process. It is not for this court to interfere. Despite Cosgrove's reasoning, the ruling was upheld. And, of course, it's not over. The city of Pittsburgh plans to appeal the ruling to the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, according to a spokesperson for Mayor Bill Peduto. Now, important to note is that this ruling does not affect other paid sick leave ordinances that may be in effect elsewhere in the state, such as Philadelphia's paid sick ordinance, although it does seem as though that that could be challenged as well, but it doesn't appear that anyone is challenging it at this point. Okay, enough about Pittsburgh. Georgia, on the other hand, now has their own paid sick leave law after Governor Nathan Deal signed into law Senate Bill 201. 
Many small businesses feared the passing of a mandatory paid sick leave bill that they simply could not afford. However, this bill, known as the Family Care Act, is different from any that we've seen passed in other states. In fact, there's no mandate on small businesses to provide paid sick leave with the signing of this bill if they do not currently provide sick leave. Instead, only employers that already provide sick leave should now allow employees to use the paid sick time to care for sick family members and not just the employee themselves. The law takes effect on July 1st, 2017, so if you're a Georgia employer and have a sick leave policy, you'll need to make sure your policy states that the time can be taken for personal care or care of an immediate family member. To be eligible, an employee should work for an employer with at least 25 employees, and the employee should work a minimum of 30 hours per week. The law allows for any eligible employee to utilize their employer's current sick leave policy to care for immediate family members, which are defined as the employee's child, the employee's spouse, grandchild, grandparent, or parent, or any dependents shown on the employee's most recent tax return. This is definitely the most lenient paid sick leave law that we've seen passed recently, as the law does not appear to even hold the employer accountable for any violations of the law. There's no penalty provision or enforcement outlined in the law. In fact, the law's language specifically states that nothing in this code section shall be construed to create a new cause of action against an employer. So, that's good news for employers, but it begs the question as to how effective this law will be if there are no repercussions for noncompliance, other than decreased employee morale, perhaps. I have to admit, this is kind of a strange law since it appears that there's no interest in enforcing it. It seems like the bill sponsors are not all in on this idea, and maybe they're just testing the waters. Perhaps this section of the bill supports my theory. The final line of the section, section 1, states that, This code section shall be repealed in its entirety on July 1, 2020, unless extended by an act of the General Assembly. So, the law is designed to be repealed in three years unless some action is taken to extend its life. At that time, perhaps some changes are made to the bill to add enforcement if it's to remain in effect. Well, there you have it. Please take a moment, if you have not already done so, visit our website, smallbizbrainiac.com. We have a couple of free book offers that we think would be valuable to you and your business. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening, and have a great day. Thanks for listening to Small Biz Brainiac. To get your questions answered by Thomas directly, visit smallbizbrainiac.com. And for more employer intelligence, be sure to join us again here on Small Biz Brainiac.